closer to the athletes, coaches, families, and fans of Cincinnati sports. It's On the Sidelines with Q102's Molly Watson and Lindsey Patterson. Presented by OrthoCincy, the orthopedic authority. We are back on the sideline. Lindsay Patterson, a solo episode this week. I am with one of my favorite human beings. I used to work with him over at the Enquirer, Pat Brennan, FC Cincinnati beat writer. Pat, how you doing? Linz, it is so good to hear your voice and just be digitally in your company. It really is a pleasure. It is so fun to talk to you because I know you're on the grind right now. FC Cincinnati, major league soccer season. We've talked about it plenty of times. It's a lengthy season, but this year it feels different. They're coming off the crew match. I know that they fell on the road, but can you just talk about the first part of the season, what you've noticed from this club? Yeah, well, uh, Linz, for the first time ever at the halfway point of the season, FC Cincinnati is truly relevant to the playoff picture in MLS and they're winning games. They're scoring goals. They're giving up a lot of goals too, which has been a problem, but you know, this is quite simply the best uh, major league soccer team FC Cincinnati has ever put together. And uh, they're being rewarded with uh, some savvy offseason moves on the field with real results. This team has already with uh, still uh, 14 matches to play in the season lens. They have already won more games than uh, they've ever won in MLS. They already have more points than they've ever had in the standings. And it just, they have an all-star in Luciano Acosta for the first time. And it just goes on and on and on. And really everything that happens from here on out the rest of the season is gonna be gravy considering where this team came from the last three years, which was last place. So it's been um, a record setting season for FC Cincinnati and one that has quite simply seen them kind of start to get things right and move in the right direction in Major League Soccer. You talk about moving in the right direction and you go from 2019, 2020 was just an odd year overall for all the Major League Soccer clubs. Yeah. Coming off last year, and you talked about some of the off-season moves over just even the last year, year and a half. What has really stood out for you when you look at the front office and what they've been able to do? Yeah, the, you know, I I, I mean, look, obviously there was a lot of change, not just, you know, people say of FC Cincinnati incorrectly that they're basically doing what they're doing with a lot of last year's roster. That's true, but it's also discounting a fact that they had a pretty significant turnover in the offseason. They turned over about a third of the roster, which if if they were more relevant nationally or if like, you know, Seattle Sounders or New York City FC or Philadelphia Union turned over that much of their roster, everyone would be talking about it. But because it's FC Cincinnati, you think one, it has to happen. And it maybe that's true. I mean, it certainly was true. And two, it just doesn't mean as much maybe because FC Cincinnati wasn't seen as being a legitimate contender coming into this year. So they made a lot, uh, it's hard to single out one, but they made a lot of really savvy kind of back end roster moves. They're getting production out of some of their lower salary players, which was never the case with this team. FC Cincinnati always struggled to get production 
from their highest wage earners, you know, like let alone the, you know, kind of the complimentary glue guys in the locker room, but they're just seeing productivity and production and positive play from all over this roster. So a lot of good there. And I think that comes from, for me, the two most important moves of this offseason. Or, well, I basically think of them as being in the offseason, both of them as being in the offseason. One, hiring uh, Chris Albright to be the general manager of this team. Uh, that happened late in last year, but the season was long since over for all intents and purposes, playoff-wise. Um, and then in the actual offseason, he goes out and hires Pat Noonan, uh, one of the top assistants in MLS. And uh, together, along with a very, very talented, in some cases, overqualified coaching staff, this team has just completely changed the culture around the Mercy Health Training Center where the team practices and in the locker room and um, in games where they are finally for the first time winning. So Chris Albright and Pat Noon, I think, have really been the key driving forces in the change that we're seeing at FCC right now. One of the things about Pat Noonan, you'll see it on social media, just how aggressive he gets and his emotions that you're seeing, maybe yeah. after the post-match, things maybe didn't go the right way. What have you noticed from interacting and interviewing with him? You know, it's not just the interviews. I'm fortunate to have had a chance to meet with Pat outside of a soccer context. And um, this is a genuine, uh, warm human being who cares about people to the extent that most coaches, as you know, Linz, don't really concern themselves with media. Yeah, they get paid to answer the questions, but, you know, is it on the top? Is it like a major priority for them? No, but, you know, you come away from an, even just an interview, a group interview session with Pat Noonan, and you feel like, you know, he cares. He wants to give good responses and good information to the reporters so they can be successful at their job, which obviously helps the club. So he understands all that in a way that, you know, previous coaches at FC Cincinnati didn't. But, you know, more than that, he, he believes that every person in the building matters, whether it's Brenner who's had a tumultuous kind of time, you know, really since he got to FC Cincinnati, he doesn't cast Brenner aside. He, he cuts him in, he brings him in more. And, you know, it just speaks to a level of, of care and concern and compassion and empathy that I think makes Pat unique among coaches that I've personally worked with in a media capacity, but that I've seen work in, in their area of expertise. So I think, there's a people first mentality that was sorely needed at the Mercy Health Training Center. He and Chris Albright have brought that. Um, and Pat's just like a fierce competitor. There are, you know, he, people, people said that Yap Stam was, you know, intimidating, an intimidating presence. Pat, <laughs> Pat can do that too. <laughs> and I think that comes across in, in some of the, uh, in some of the ways the public consumes him, right? Because in interviews, he's very stoic. Uh, but when he's hot, you see that too. And 
he doesn't look like a guy that you'd want to mess with. And he's not, I promise you, he's a scrapper. Um, and, but you know, the nice thing about having a scrapper and someone that gives a, gives a damn about your club is that he goes to war for this team as the head coach, as the manager, every single time out. And that's what FC Cincinnati has with him. You know, you saw it after the match on Sunday against Columbus, he goes to bat for Lucho Acosta who received a red card and had a suspension handed down, uh, you know, days and days and days prior, but still meant enough to him that he wanted to say his piece on that matter and go to bat for his guys. So, um, you know, Pat's just his breath of fresh air. And uh, he, he, I think there's a very good chance that he's at FC Cincinnati for a very long time and achieves great success. And maybe the only thing that stops that is from him doing so well that he gets a better job somewhere else. I think, you know, that's getting a little ahead of where we are today, but um, man, what a hire, what a hire and what a, what a change he's brought. But for me, if I had a vote, and I think I will eventually uh, later toward the end of the year, you know, coach of the year uh, stuff so far. And there's every reason to think he'll continue and earn that honor by the end of the, uh, by the off season wins. Yeah, consistency would be really huge for the club. Yeah. And look at the players on the field. I feel like I know the answer to this, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you, who's your MVP of the season so far? OrthoCincy Orthopedics and Sports Medicine has eight convenient orthopedic urgent care clinics in Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana with convenient weekday, evening, and Saturday hours for fractures, sprains, strains, and more. OrthoCincy's dedicated orthopedic specialists will treat your sports, work, or everyday injury. Just walk in. No appointment is ever needed at OrthoCincy Orthopedic Urgent Care. Plus, you'll spend less time and money than going to a crowded ER. Learn more at orthocincy.com. That's orthocincy with a y.com. Who's your MVP of the season so far? It's funny. You know, you didn't send me these questions ahead of time. I was actually thinking about that today, though. And that's fine that you didn't. It's fine that you didn't send them. But I was thinking about that today. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to say, probably I still have to say Luciano Acosta. Although, you know, the red, heart, the red card he got a couple weeks ago, and he's now going to end up being suspended for three matches. FC Cincinnati vehemently disagrees with the two extra games that were added on there. But look, he got himself in that situation um, through a, a, an unnecessary, silly situation with a, another play, a player from another team. So you know, he needs, he, he's the franchise. Okay. The answer is Luciano Acosta. He is the first ever all-star in this team's history. Um, he, you know, with about half a season to go, he already has as many assists as he did last year. He is a, you know, he'll surely get to, he has six goals right now. Seven was the most he had last year. He's going to pass that surely. Um, he is the franchise, but you know, to go, he's my mid-season MVP, Linz. He needs to be smart. When he's not on the field, we've seen it two games in a row now. It has cost FC Cincinnati points. Lucho is, I don't want to say worthless, but he doesn't have value to the club if he's not on the field. And it especially hurts if he's serving time suspended, whether you agree with the suspension or not. The initial red card was totally his doing. Pat Noonan said that was a necessary red card. So there's no debating that. They need Lucho on the field, okay? So he needs to finish the season strong. I think everyone's happy with where he's at right now. 
But, you know, so a ton of guys come to mind. There's just so much value up and down this roster. Nick Haglin, maybe playing the best soccer that he's played at FC Cincinnati and a guy that he's been here for four years. People were critical of how much FC Cincinnati paid to bring him here. You know, no one could really tell because the team was so poor. Was it worth it? Was he worth it? Now, you know, he is on, at a time when the back line is just, you know, can't, it's just leaking goals still, unfortunately, you know, Nick has kind of been one of the more consistent and one of the more, uh, game lads in this team so he's done great and then you have Brandon Vasquez who you know gets eclipsed by Lucho because maybe he doesn't have as much panache he doesn't have all the on-field pizzazz although he has he has plenty but Brandon Vasquez is tearing it up right now he has more goals this season and he's got 10 which is already an FC Cincinnati single season record but he's got more goals this season than he had in all his prior seasons in MLS combined. And he's played quite a few seasons, even though he's only 23. So, you know, all those guys, if Lucho were to stumble, I don't think he will. But if he were to, I would move, you know, someone like Brandon Vasquez probably into most valuable player category. But, you know, Lucho is going to make a case for, if he comes off this suspension well, he's going to make a case to be not just the MVP here, but across the league, which he was prior to the suspension. And he'll have some catching up to do now. But, um, he's still got the all-star game ahead of him and, uh, he's having a special year. I'll end it with this because it is an optimistic season right now. When you look mm -hmm. at the outlook for the second half of the season, because there are yeah. a few more months left to play FC Cincinnati is currently in the playoff picture. What's your yeah. expectations for the second half of the season? You know, it's really tough to say, you know, this three match period that they're going to have to weather their two, two games into it now and one more on Saturday against Nashville without Lucho Acosta you know this hurts if they lose the game on Saturday they'll have dropped eight out of nine points without Lucho you know should have at least had three against Vancouver and you figure with Lucho on the field you close out that win against Vancouver maybe you get a draw or even a win against Columbus you never know uh, what kind of an impact he he might have had on that game so this hurts a lot um, I think it's going to come down to a week-long stretch in September, Lins, where FC Cincinnati plays two games on the West Coast and in the middle of the week has to fly back to play a friendly, which maybe they're regretting scheduling now against the team from Mexico. They go to Salt Lake City, back home to Cincinnati to play Chivas Guadalajara, and then back to the Pacific Northwest, even farther west, to Seattle to play at Seattle. I think that could be a make or break period. Um, I don't think they get across the playoff line right now, Linz, but that's, that's okay. You know, they've still exceeded everyone's expectations. It's been a tremendously entertaining season. They give up too many goals, but they score quite a few too. It's been really fun. It's for me, it's breathed life back into my job, you know, it can be a lot to cover a losing team again and again and again, like we did in 2019, 2020, and 2021. And um, I think it's not just myself that's feeling the effects that the fan base is starting to come around on this team too. And um, I think, look, I'll put it to you like this. They might not make the playoffs, but man, are we going to have some fun watching this team late in September, early October in the crucial weeks of this season. And, 
who knows? With some of the skill players they have on their team, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, Linz. Maybe there's postseason soccer still to come this year for FC Cincinnati. It's been that kind of year, a year of surprises and thrills. So I won't be shocked either way. Well, if it happens, you're going to join Molly and myself in studio, and we'll preview the playoffs for the first time ever for FC Cincinnati and Major League Soccer. Oh, we got to do it. We got to do it big. And we need Molly. We need Molly. Every, every single week. Molly will be here, I promise, if FC Cincinnati's in the postseason, which I'm feeling a little optimistic. We got winning back in Cincinnati school, yeah. and FC Cincinnati's jumping right on board. So that's a lot Absolutely. of fun. Absolutely. I know you're busy over on the Enquirer. What is up there right now? What you, what can fans go check out? Oh, well, thanks, Linz. I mean, all my stuff is on Twitter. I'm at P Brennan E N Q on Twitter. Um, but you know, right now we're dissecting, uh, still coming out of that tough Columbus loss on, on Sunday night and uh, a really important one. If they can get something out of this Nashville match lens without a cost on the field, that would be huge. So we'll be previewing that game top to bottom uh, throughout the rest of this week and uh, going to be a great one. On Saturday night, I'll be there with uh, our Inquirer intern, Sarah Tidwell, and uh, it'll be a, it's going to be a great one. Hopefully fans come out. It's going to be hot, though. And it's summer, Pat. That's How are you feeling cool. about this heat? About the heat? It's 100 degrees everywhere right now. Our London friends are really feeling it. So, I no, it, it, I forgot. This is your least favorite weather of the year. So, you're yeah. happy. You're ready for sweatshirts weather. <laughs> Maybe you will be covering, you know, late cold fall. Can you imagine? Matches. I mean, it's my dream come true. It's what I'm destined for. It has to be, right? I'm excited about it, Pat. I can't wait to check it out again. Where can fans find you on Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at P Brennan E N Q. Last name B R E N N A N. Uh, love to interact with people. Love to answer questions. Sometimes I can do that straight from training on my phone. So check it out. Hit me up. Uh, love to connect with people. We love to hear it. Make sure you're checking Pat out. We'll have plenty more to come. I'm excited to have him again on On the Sidelines. Lindsay Patterson, Molly Watson on Q102.